that's where we're going to hit a snag at some point with this podcast, because, like, I feel like I know a good number of fandoms, but I don't know the really deep ones. Like, I don't know any anime. I don't know a lot of music, and I don't watch a lot of shows that a lot of other people watch. I watch, like, very specific shows. So I feel like some either you're going to give me a prompt or someone's going to send something in or, like, ask, or we're going to run out of things we know. And I'm just going to be like, I don't know what this is, so I don't understand this fanfiction. I don't know what's good anymore. I'm dying. No, that's definitely gonna. I said that I I agree. Is that it's like I'm hoping that I, a consumer of media, will mm-hmm. just like continuously consume Find media. New things. Yes, I won't watch anime. That's. I mean, I will probably at some point. I've I just... tried a couple of times, and like, I don't think I've ever been like, yes, I'm very excited. It's like fine. Uh, yeah, it's like a fine. I've always found that they're like fine shows, mm-hmm. but I'm never like. I'm never like when I'm excited as for other stuff. Yes, like when I watched Steven Universe, I was like, I'm into mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. But like when I've seen anime, I'm like, I'm like, it's weird that you all have the same artist style. Yes, like that's my thing. But <laughs> anyway, I don't know what my thing is. Anyway, all right. So there is an elephant in the room today, and I will say that <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about this. Yes, and. But what's interesting is from this angle, mm-hmm. um, the elephant is hidden by this light, and so you actually also look... from because you're looking only at one side of my yes, face. Yes, I'm only looking at and the... I am wearing makeup. Yes, like this is not as bad as it is. Oh God, <laughs> I can show you a picture. This is this is this is good. This is what good. Yeah, because <laughs> when we were standing in the kitchen a second ago, I like was like, oh my God, what happened to her <laughs> face? Do you want to see my butt? Yes, <laughs> it's worse on your butt. Where is it? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Did you fight off a sea creature? What happened? Yes. No, I got in a fight with a myself. And <laughs> don't do that. Don't no, do that. what ha- okay, so uh we're we're recording this podcast a different day than we had planned. We're recording on a Tuesday night, which is very weird. I didn't know that I was supposed to come over here and Claire was hosting. Uh and I thought she was coming to my house. Like that's how confused we are. And we were gonna record on Sunday, but then on Saturday I went to a skate park and Got spooked by a child and fell on the ramp. Oh my god. And hit my hip and my face. <laughs> You're too old for that. You can't be doing that. <laughs> and had to go to the ER and get a concussion check. Oh my which god. Which I don't have a concussion. But, and like, it, the, the tragic part of this is that the bruise is, you can go on my personal uh, Instagram if you'd like to see it. It's Grace Makes Noise, and there's a great picture of it hidden behind another picture in case, you know, you're sensitive or whatever. Um, there's also a good picture of the bruise on my hip. And the the tragedy is that the bruise looks like it's coming out of one side of my mouth, like I'm drooling blood. Yes, it does. But it hurts in my cheekbone, like Ow. here. Ow. Like, this is where it hurts the most, and I can't, like, on Sunday, I couldn't really smile very like (laughs) so it would have made this podcast it would have been a terrible day to record a podcast yeah though alicia was mad because i said you were coming over and i was supposed to have someone like stay with me to make sure i didn't have a concussion and she had to go to work i'm sorry alicia but i don't have a concussion um well i i've picked out a good wedding gift for you guys so that'll i'll make up there is it the weighted blanket because i am really excited about the weighted blanket (laughs) i don't remember it's There was, I was going to get more than one because I'm a good friend. Great. <laughs> so, so. I'll well, find you a fun, I'll find you a fun, uh, bridesmaid, uh, gift. No, cause, yeah, so, so yeah, it's I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, Alicia, text me which gift you want. So, uh, sorry. Is there a registry up on the website yet even? I don't even think it is, so. Um, your aunt's. Some things are. Uh, 
your Bed Bath and Beyond one was Ebb. Oh, good. so okay, that's yeah. a good chunk of it. Yeah, so the other I, one is um IKEA. IKEA. Yeah. yeah, they're both up. Oh, so then that's it. Yeah, there's only two, and then the the you can donate to my oh. honeymoon. Basically, yeah, yeah. Oh. anyone wants to donate to my honeymoon? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go find me. <laughs> Go uh, to Gmail, and I'll give you the link. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you really want to. Yeah, um, I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean to promote your, no, your registry fine. here. No, apparent. Okay, so speaking of John Green, do you <laughs> listen to John any of John Green's podcasts? Uh, I have. I don't okay. listen to any of them regularly. Okay, so. Not super recently, but, like, in the semi-recent past on Dear Hank and John, there was a, a very short run of people asking questions about weddings or, like, moving or going yeah. to college. And then, at the bottom, sending a link to their, like, Amazon wish list for, like, moving <laughs> to college or their wedding. And then yeah, they yeah. would kind of, they'd buy something. They So they did it one time, and then, like, three more people did, and they were like, all right, we gotta stop. Um... So, yeah, that just reminded me that, like, but this is the opposite, where the viewers buy me things ever, because I'm getting married. Hello. Welcome to Fine Pairings. A podcast about fan fiction. I think we forgot to say that in the last episode. I mean, probably. Probably. We were talking about Anyway, a podcast about fan fiction. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. Yes. <laughs> That's all. Bye. <laughs> Let's all. Yes. Um, and this week, Claire's prompt for me was just hashtag John Green. Because I love me some hashtag John and Green. When you told me that, because for the last two weeks of my episodes, I tore off an item of clothing and had a related item of clothing underneath, <gasps> and I was sad because I'm like, well, there's no way I have a John Green shirt. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I have a John Green shirt. You have a John Green shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Batman is just a rich guy with an affinity for bats. John Green! Yes! <laughs> what? Uh, Batman John Green shirt because uh, I don't know three years ago however many years ago John Green and Hank Green were having an argument about whether Batman was a pretentious guy who was taking the law into his own hands or if Batman was doing what any of us would do and trying to find uh, like truth in humanity around the justice system or whatever and I'm like no Batman's just a rich guy who's fucking around <laughs> with full John isn't Green it, side isn't that like what like Batman and Iron Man are like the same mm-hmm. guy, and both of them are just like I'm rich. I I'm can rich. Do it. Fuck you. <laughs> I can I can shoot lasers. But one was got. I'm rich. I want to be a bat, and the other one was I'm rich, and I want to be iron. I don't know. <laughs> I want I want to be man. I want to be a man of iron. Um. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't want to wear that today because I knew it was gonna be hot, and I wanted to wear this romper. But I do have a John That's... Green shirt, and I was kind of upset about it because now I have to find a shirt for whatever fucking thing you give me for next week. Oh my god. Because now it's just a thing. <laughs> It's been a running bit for three weeks. <laughs> That's going to be such a challenge. Now I feel uh, obligated to think of something you might have a shirt I don't think for. you know what I have shirts of, though. No. I didn't know I had. I mean, you, I know I had this shirt, but I forgot it was a John Green shirt because I think of it as a Batman shirt. <laughs> you have, yeah, you have surprised me all three times. So. <sighs> I've surprised myself at least two of the times. So. <laughs> We're on the know. same page. All right. So, in more Kawinky Dink news, aside from the shirt... Me having bruises all over me is very relevant to the fanfiction I picked today. Oh, really? <laughs> what about John Green makes you think face bruise? So the world of John Green fanfiction was confusing at best because uh, I would say half to three quarters of them are like alternate endings to uh, The Faulkner Stars or Looking for Alaska. Where Game they both Jones. live. No. Darn it. Or like a sequel oh, where like okay, okay. where like Hazel dies. <laughs> no one's. And a surprise. 
surprising. Who's not ready to fix where they both live? A surprising number of them were, like, assignments for English class, where they had to, like, write a, a next chapter to one of their favorite books. Come on. Which I've never had that English That would have been so That's fun. insanity. Right? Like, that sounds... Re- Maybe we were in too advanced of English classes. Like, that sounds like something, like, fun, average people get to do. Right. I, uh, that sounded insulting. I apologize. <laughs> It's just not fun to be in at AP Honors English and they're like, write about the economy of France. My English teacher for AP English 10 or whatever the fuck it was told me to read The Fountainhead, which is like 11,000 <laughs> words over the summer because she thought I would like it because I liked Anthem, which is another Ayn Rand novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a very different Ayn Rand novel from the rest of them, which are all about like, fuck everyone except for you. You're special. <laughs> fuck like, everyone. But and you. John Green hates her. So we're back on topic. Yes. Anyway. So. I'm glad everything can be. God, everything. John can Green be all John, the way down. Hashtag John Green all the way down. I hope John Green hears this. That would be just, oh, God, it would tickle my pickle. Anyway. <laughs> hashtag looking for that pickle. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's just real looking for Alaska pun. Yeah, I'm not good at these. <laughs> I thought. You can only change one word or it's too confusing. <laughs> not confusing for me hashtag looking for the plot hashtag looking for (laughs) a pun pun. (laughs) hashtag claire is good at john green oh my god this is gonna be insufferable (laughs) it's gonna be our worst episode (laughs) it's also gonna be our worst episode because i because i had to get a concussion check at the yard this weekend didn't have quite as much time to prepare which uh, takes us to our drink which will then take us to uh the fan fiction that i ended up getting to though on a separate note, in the same way that you were supposed to do sports last week, there was a little bit of sports-related John Green Damn fanfiction it. because there's a very, very niche thing where John Green will play games on Hank Green's rather yep. unpopular gaming channel, which I didn't even know was a thing, and he'll I play know, FIFA, thing. Yep. and he'll there's two John Greens in the FIFA that he plays, and yep. one is bald and one is not. Yep. You knew about this? Yes. How did I not know about this? I don't know. Uh, I consume too much media is the problem. So- I used to be very <laughs> in the nerd fighters Because I know thing. John Green really likes... You know, football. Yeah. So that was not weird. The But then I started finding fix that were like, Ball John Green and John Green fall in love. And I'm like, I don't understand this <laughs> reference. What is this? And so I Googled Ball John Green and John Green and like that game and channel came up. That's... You had to, like, jog my memory for me to know that that even existed because I would have chuckled. What's upsetting is, like, the sports thing is that I've read sports One Direction fix, and so I was, like, trying to – where, like, Louis and Harry are, like, soccer players. So it's, like, what was upsetting was, like, when I was trying to find a sports thing as I was, like – You couldn't find anything that was, like, sports of other people or, like, anything related. I think maybe just using the – the search term sports was wrong. I should have known a bunch of nerds and archive of our own would not tag something sports. sports. They would tag it footy or Because, mm. yeah, because in my brain it was going to be – I think it was, like, Tom Brady and Brett Favre because I can't think of any other Damn football it, players. that would have been like, so good to Just, read. like, them, like, meeting up in the locker room and, like, butt-slapping <sighs> each other. Like, that's what I expected. I'm going to track that sucker down in my bonus time. <laughs> can read it on a bonus episode if i can't find it i will write it so the cocktail which is not a cocktail in front of you (laughs) is simply dr pepper (laughs) (laughs) because if you know anything about john green and in his person is that he loves diet dr pepper i didn't make a diet because i can't stand diet drinks i hate the fake sugar taste i agree but i think that i can tolerate it but oh no what is that (laughs) gonna dump this in here i don't know if this is gonna taste good yes it might taste it first and tell people what it is <laughs> is it bad 
No, it's actually good. Yes, that's what I was hoping for. Okay. She dumped a, just a <sighs> slug of fireball into do, my Dr. Do, Pepper. Do, 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 do. You can have more of it if you'd like. I brought two. Oh, that is very good, actually. No, it's actually... I, I'm I content for it. it'd be good. Okay, so... The fact that I brought you It is one of the flavors of Dr. Pepper cinnamon. They won't tell you what the flavors are, but is it? I wouldn't be surprised. It's a spice that is fairly common, and I can't (laughs) think there's too many spices in the world. 23 flavors, and one of them's Fireball? What? (laughs) It's just a lot of Hashtag John Green. Uh, Okay. Uh, Hashtag John Green. Um, I'm sorry. So, uh, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, like, a real cocktail, though I did look up things. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to start ordering this. Like when I go. Just with, like a fireball and. <laughs> when it, they're like rail you call up, I'll be like, I'll take a fireball Dr. Pepper. Just a roll off the top. a rail drink? Maybe we can give it a name. A fire pepper. A Dr. Ball. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Dr. Fireball is. A Dr. Fine fireball. Name. Yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Not fire pepper. Fire, fire pepper. Fire pepper is fine, but it's misleading. Like it, it may, sounds like it's uh, something else. I don't spicy want Yeah, I don't want a ghost pepper. Okay, I'm glad it's good, mm-hmm. because the fic that I'm about to read you is very well-crafted. Oh. I wish there was a little more John Greeniness in it, which is why I wanted this to be like a Dr. Pepper drink, because that's very on-brand yeah, yeah, yeah. John Green. But it is a Fight Club alternate universe where all of the characters are YouTubers, and the narrator is John Green. <gasps> oh my god. Yes. This sounds amazing. <laughs> it's I didn't know if it was going to be good, but I hoped it would be better than, like, the 27th chapter of The Fault in Our Stars written by, like, a high school sophomore. So, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. read it, and it's very good, and I wish I could redo the whole thing, but it's 7,000 words, so it's going to get really long if I do. So I'm going to skip the first couple of sections. I was going to have you guess what it was if I was able to read the whole thing, because you can get it pretty pretty fast if you've seen Fight Club. Which, have you seen Fight Club? No. God damn it, neither had Alicia. It's on the list. Alicia and I should have a movie night. Alicia thought Fight Club and The Breakfast Club were the same movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a little. (laughs) She thought The Breakfast Club was a movie about high schoolers fighting in the basement of their high school. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That would be a good Breakfast Club. I don't, right? Like, that also sounds like a good movie, but, like, I don't know how she, like, also got the plots mixed up. It's like... Like, I could see, like, The Breakfast Club... You know, it is about five teenagers. Yeah, who right. do have to meet I don't and know. they do fight each other verbally. And I was like, "Did you think that the like women fought the men?" And she's like, "No, I thought the women just fought each other." And I was like, "I don't understand." But there's only like two of them. You're right. I was like, "I don't understand your logic." I think it's just one of those things that you think of as a kid and like never leaves you until someone That's challenges fair. it. Anyway, it's a Fight Club, which I have seen Fight Club at least once all the way through, and probably a couple times total, like with all of the bits I've seen put together. Because I've seen the, all, many of the bits, and there's lots of culture around Fight Club. So, like, yeah. even if you haven't seen it, I feel like you'll still pick up on it. And yeah. it might be even more fun if you haven't seen it. Because it'll keep, feel more original. That's true. And I keep thinking, here's some of my rationale oh. about Fight Club, is that, like, I assume someday I'll have a boyfriend whose, like, favorite movie is Fight Club. And oh, he'll, I like, not. force me to watch it. I really Because it's not a uh, good favorite movie. No. Have. Well, I would argue... I'm going to say... I'm going to say a lot of... Everyone's favorite movie is, like, not a good movie. In that... <laughs> I will. I would say like strong opinion. <laughs> no, cool. Because I was gonna say, what's I, your favorite movie? No, Lion King. No, oh. and that's a great movie. No, because what I was gonna say yeah. is that most of the times when I hear what boys' favorite movies are, then like it's a stereotype boys of are like stupid. no. So I was gonna say boys' movies favorite movies are dumb, mm-hmm. but then I was like maybe that's sexist, Claire. And so I was like everyone's favorite movies are dumb, but but I, I am sexist. So I don't think if I have a favorite movie, There's, I can't think if I have one. My like favorite movies are like. Lion King, Pride and Prejudice with 
mm-hmm. with Kira oh, Knightley. Knightley, that one. Mm-hmm. And like, but then there's like lots of movies that like sometimes are my favorite because I'm just in the mood for them. Mm-hmm. But like, if we're going off of like what movies have I like seen the most? Seen the most? It's like probably Lion King because I've seen it a lot, and also it came out when I was like. Too. so it's like so it's like it's just nostalgic so say, yeah now that i'm like really trying to think i don't think i have a one, one no movie. like if someone was like you can take one movie or I'm to like, an my island. philosophy on life comes from this movie i can't think of one. Oh, i don't none which, of them like, that's the fight that fight club does oh. that where it's like my which okay what no okay so what do you know about fight club <laughs> i know brad pitt's in it yes and my i was about to be like what if i'm wrong <laughs> You're going to be like, no, he's not. Um, what's in the box? No, that's not nope, from that. That's, that's, that's not. Seven. That's, I know that's seven. Um, <laughs> so I know Brad Pitt's in it. Mm-hmm. I know it is a uh, secret club. Mm-hmm. Rule number one is don't talk about Fight Club. All right, you got it. Um, rule number two, I don't remember. It's basically like. It doesn't really matter. It, yeah, it's not important. And then doesn't he burn down Fight Club at the end? Kind of. Okay, so the very basic synopsis of Fight Club is there's this guy who's called the narrator. I feel like you never... He has a name in the book, but he doesn't have a name in the movie. Fight Club's a book? Yes. What? <laughs> I haven't read Hashtag it. Hashtag John Green. Hashtag John Green! Full circle. I'm going to have to read this book. I don't... <gasps> How pretentious would it be on a date if a guy was like, my favorite movie is Fight Club. I'd be like, oh, have you read the book? And he's like, there's a book. And I'd be like... <gasps> You Wait, there's don't. a movie? <laughs> Pretend like you've never heard of the movie. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, Brad Pitt's in it. I'd be like, Who's, I don't what? understand. Brad Pitt's only in that movie seven. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> He's like... <laughs> oh, my God. He's married to Ange- he was married to Angelina Jolie, and he broke Jennifer Aniston's heart, which made her grow as a person. This tangent is getting very long, but Sorry. God, I wish you were gay, because there is a friend of mine that I really want to set you up with, but I can't, because you're gay. Uh, She's gay, and you're not. Yeah, that's unfortunate. She's like a nerd that's really secretly weird, and I'm like, ah, damn it! <laughs> What's in the box? Yes. Like, she would under... I don't know if she would understand all your weird, but I think no. she would appreciate your No weird. one understands my weird. I understand your weird. How dare you? Thank you. <laughs> I am here right now. Thank you. Anyway, okay, brief Sorry. synopsis of the movie and or the book Fight Club. So, the narrator doesn't have a name. He's a, like a corporate office guy. He's bored with his life, and he is, I guess, depressed is the best word. And so what he does to, like, console his depression is go to, um, like, therapy groups, but everyone's, like, dying. Oh. So, like, cancer groups yeah. where everyone's, like, coping with mortality. And he's like, <laughs> oh I'm God, also... <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm also corporate. Corporating. Corporating. <laughs> I'm with, also dying. I'm also corporating with mortality. So he does but... that. And then um, at some point there's another, oh, there's um, Hello Bottom Carter. I don't remember her name. She starts doing that as well. Mm-hmm. And he hates her because. She's in the. Hell, yeah. I don't know this movie. And he hates her because it's his thing to go to these and he like needs them to cope with his life and oh. he hates her. But then they end up um, having, falling sex. in love, quote unquote. They do have sex. It's okay. real fucked up and weird. Um. And also, then he meets this guy named Tyler Durden. I don't remember how. Um, and Tyler Durden's, uh, like, really, like, ballsy and, like, macho and, like, everything he wants to be and et cetera. I, I'm probably misremembering a lot of this, so sorry. Don't hate me, men who listen to this podcast for some reason. Sorry, I love you. You're probably great. Um, give us five stars. <laughs> give us five dollars. 
don't. Um, <laughs> so Tyler Durden um, and him one day, I want to say in like the parking lot of like a diner, just start punching each other. And um, same. Yeah. And so they decide to like make that a thing because it makes them feel alive and like they can cope with life and blah, blah, blah. And then all these other men start doing it too. So they have, end up having a fight club. Um, and eventually the fight club kind of gets out of hand and Tyler Durden starts turning the fight club into another, like a, not a cult, like kind of a mafia sort of a thing or like a, like a private military. I don't know. It's a whole thing where they like live in an abandoned house and they make soap. Um, that's how they make money. Remember, that's on the poster. Have you seen the fight club poster? It's got a bar of soap on it. It's very confusing. I... Never piece that together. <laughs> that I just assumed it was like a soap on a rope. Jail I can't remember why thing. they. I can't remember why it's soap that they make. I don't. It's something, but it's it's a the ploy is to take down. I think like capitalism hmm. or like banks. That's, that's what everyone in Etsy is doing. Like I'm sure there's like a better definition of the goal. I'm gonna have to read this book and learn. It's and so they end up like blowing up like a Chase Capital One building or something to like reset credit cards. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. It, it was big the weird. '90s or whenever Fight Club. I want to say it was like '99. Like it was that era of like movies Making... where like everything is so normal, nothing will ever be a real problem again. So we have to just like you know, it's that like we hashtag so '90s. God, '99 was wild. <laughs> um, but then I'm gonna spoil Fight Club, everybody. It was all a dream. No. Tyler Durden is the narrator's imagination. He is Tyler Durden. What? He is the leader of the Fight Club, and he is the leader of this, like, thing that tears down. I thought you knew this. I do remember hearing. It's like Soylent Green is people. Like, everyone knows the end. Yeah, no, I had had heard that there was a big spoiler. Yes. And then I I thought it was that he lit Fight Club on fire. No, <laughs> he lit it on fire. Okay, like he burned the building. To so the now ground. that we know this plot of Fight Club, yes. and I feel like you know it enough about like yeah. John Green and like the like nerd fighter culture and like the things he nerd does. fighter. Okay, did you forget that was a thing? I know. I just was thinking in the context of Fight anyway, Club. Yes. So and like the I don't know if the podcast cut, but like his general work, yeah, yeah, and yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and like his sort of persona. I don't know if his persona is super important in this, but anyway. So we're gonna skip chapter one and chapter two because, again, it's very long. But, um, chapter one is just, like, setting, is, like, foreshadowing because I think the movie does that, too. But then, we get to chapter two, which is about how he goes to, uh, these cancer, not recovery, cancer Um, therapies. Um, and one is Charlie, which is Charlie is so cool, like. Oh my god, I love him. Um, and he's dying, of course, of cancer. Yep. As everyone in this group is. Yep. And then, um, so yeah, sad. we go on, yeah, so we go on to like learn about, you know, him a little bit and learn about these clubs and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then we get to Toby Turner, who is a YouTuber that I didn't know anything about. No. But he's like in his 30s. Um, again, I don't, I don't know anything about him, so I'm not going to like give a lot, but his name this- is Toby Turner and he is the, the Helena, Helena Bottom Carter of this oh. story. So he's coming to these support clubs. Does and he... then they confront each other, and he's like, you cannot come to these, this is my thing. And they're like, and then Toby's like, how about I just don't say anything? And he's like, no! And Toby's like, how about I go, are you looking him up? Yes, I did. Right, I did. like, I, I was surprised I didn't know this guy, but like, he's, you know, um, I could, he I, looks kind of like, um. Some of these photos I'm almost like, maybe I've right? seen like before. the one, I don't know. 
Like this, that. May I was gonna say the one where it's his, no one? that one looks familiar, and then um, that one looks like a different YouTuber. I think is what I'm thinking. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't happen to know him. This person clearly did. Originally and likes him a lot. from Niceville, Florida. What a name for a place. Anyway, so Toby Turner is the Helen Bottom Carter, and they're gonna share and go like every other day, okay. so they don't okay. have to see each other because it just boils John Green's blood that Toby Turner is at these things. Good. Um, yes, and I think that's pretty much... I don't even know who you oh, are. Oh, and then, Toby. like, Sarah comes one day, which is his wife in yeah. real life, um, and then she, I think, dies. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, sad. I, that might come up in a second. Anyway, so, now we're getting into chapter three. Did she catch cancer? Yes. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think she was just another person in the oh, group, and, like, okay. he happened to, like, notice her one day. I see. Um... Anyway, okay, chapter three of, oh, what is the name of, oh, it's, I think it's called Brothers on a Hotel Bed, which is a reference to a song that I don't, sure. Brothers on a Hotel Bed is a song by someone I don't, it's not important. Anyway, chapter three, people are, people are always asking, did you know about Hank Green? People are always asking, when did you first meet Hank Green? This is how you met Hank Green. Oh, it's also in second person, which is like a very Fight Club thing, because it's you. Oh, This I is was how like... you met Hank Green. Hank makes speeches. Hank stands on streets and outside outside town halls, shouts about the environment, the overworked, the undertaught, sheep that inhabit the dying world, preaches to a deaf audience. No one even so much as looks his way. Not once. Except you. You walk by him every day. And you stop. And you stare. You stare at his mouth. The way his teeth grit. The way his lips form the words you've tried so hard to get out of your hand. You wonder whether he can help you. One day, after many, many days of this, he steps down from both his proverbial and literal soapbox in the middle of a particularly loud rant about the virtues of not paying for cable television and asks what you're doing. I Sounds I, like Hank Green. You say. Because there's no excuse you can come up with that won't make you sound like a complete and utter, per- utter, utter pervert. I like listening to you talk. I like watching your mouth. I like your words. <laughs> I don't want you to be ignored. <laughs> he smirks, puts a hand on your shoulder. I like you, he says, and he hands you a card. Hank Green, phone number, address, soap maker, environmentalist, entrepreneur. That's a lot. It's also very Hank Green, though. It is very. <laughs> like, so. Hank Green gets into a lot of rants. That's why I like this so much. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, that's some good Hank Green. Which, Hank Green, it's not the, he is the main character, and it's also very, like, if Hank Green were in Fight Club, like, this is exactly what he'd be like. It's great. <laughs> I like it. You manage to tell him that he's interesting, and he says he knows he's interesting, I think. He thank you very much, and you don't know how to respond to that. You just laugh, and he laughs, and it's a rough sound that grates at your insides and makes you feel at home. He tells you to call him, to consider the size of your carbon footprint, and walks away, whistling, hands in his pockets. You will. Uh, I'm going to skip the next chapter, because uh, it's more about Toby and stuff, and it's fine. He's mostly just mad at Toby about still being at the things, and this is where they confront each other about not coming, coming to the same um, dying clubs. Chapter five. I forgot we were all, we weren't at Fight Club yet. We're not at Fight Club yet. <laughs> it's apparently we get to Fight Club. Words are floating behind your eyelids. You can't quite reach them, and your house is burning down. Your house burned down. You went to Florida for a job interview for three days, and your house burned down. That's sad. They don't know what happened. Just keep telling me that maybe you left the gas on or a candle lit under a curtain, and they ask if you have someone to stay with, and your house is burned down, and you have nothing. That's really sad. Also, they can figure out what started the fire. <laughs> also. A candle under a curtain when no one's home. <laughs> How dumb were you that you left a candle? You idiot. You went for, to Florida for three days and left these candles under all of your curtains. It's like you wanted your house to burn down. That's insurance fraud. 
<laughs> no, I just like candles, I swear. I just wanted it to smell nice when I came home. <laughs> I thought it would be prepping. They don't know what happened. None of your precious scraps of paper, not your bed or your kitchen table or your bathroom door. Nothing. Marine Kondo at her finest. You have the clothes on your back and Hank Green's card in your pocket. You don't have anything left. Not anything you've written in the past year. Not a single word. Oh, he's also a writer. That's part of this. Okay. Well, he, so one of the reasons he feels like he's dying is he has words in his head that he can't get on the page and it's tormenting him. That was probably in chapter one. Should have probably pointed that out. Whatever. Anyway. All those lost words buzz like electricity in your fingers. Your head swims. No, no. You needed this. You need this. You call Hank. You aren't sure what to say. And when he asks what's up, you just say, Oh, God, Hank, my house burned down. Can I... What do I... Hank! He tells you to come over. Sure, why not? Just follow the address on the card. You, and you say, I don't know where that is. And he says, yes, you do. Yes. No, I don't. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. Says no, I don't. It also says follow the address. It's oh. like, yeah, you can't follow the address unless he also wrote that down. Yeah. And it's magical. And it says where you are. Turn left at the next intersection. But then you ask if you can just meet him at a bar instead, which you do. And after a few too many drinks, he asks you why you called him. Because I had your card. What you a, answer automatically. What a boy thing to say. Boys don't know how to make friends. Because I had your card. You answer automatically. And maybe it was the wrong thing to say, but he laughs again and you like it when he laughs. No, I mean, really. Why did you call me? And you don't really know why either. But he wants you to say something. So you say, because I wanted to. He looks at you, scrutinizes you, contemplates you. He considers your glasses and your puffy hair. And he says, you wanted a place to stay and I'm the only one you trusted. A man walks into a bar and decides on a whim that he's going to change your life. A man walks out of a bar and says, I want you to do me a favor. A man stands in an empty bar parking lot at three in the morning and tells you to hit him as hard as you can. This does sound like a thing that, like, douchey boys like. It's like, mm -hmm. I haven't seen Fight Club, but this is what I have always assumed Fight Club is like. Imagine a man who's like, I hate the world and I hate that I have a pretty good job and I hate that I don't have a girlfriend and I hate that I can't... Follow my passion of writing, which I don't remember what it is in Fight Club. It's probably like some other bullshit poetry. I don't fucking know. Poetry. But you know what will help? Punching people! That's what Fight Club is. Poetry <laughs> is my fist. You know what will take down the world? Punching! <laughs> he ain't wrong. He ain't that's wrong. That's the kind of boy that likes Fight Club. That's that's what I've always assumed was the kind of boy who liked Fight Club. And so anytime kind of, I... Kind of scrawny like beta men who don't want to be betas and are mad about it. They're like, my favorite movie is Fight Club because it's the only movie that gets why I want to punch people. Exactly. They're like, okay. Hank is not an impo imposing man. He's scrawny and blonde with big glasses. And maybe he was that kid that everyone picked on in school who wants revenge but was never brave enough to pick up a gun. Or maybe he wasn't. Whoa. But something in that moment, something about him terrifies you. And then you laugh. Hate you? Did you ever consider the size of your carbon footprint? Like I asked. He stares at you, tilts his head, and looks up at you through the top of his glasses. And wow, you realize he really expects an answer. No? You stammer. I thought you were being hypothetical, rhetorical. Um, you're usually far more eloquent than this, you promise. I don't normally get asked what my carbon <laughs> footprint is, because I don't know. I think about it a lot. I don't know about you, Claire. <laughs> I mean, I think about it, but I couldn't tell you if I'm increasing or decreasing on a daily basis. <laughs> you don't have a calculator. No. <laughs> no, just... Try your best. I try my darndest, but I couldn't tell you if they'd be like, you're living. I got, like, I like uh, on my, like, 
energy, my like electric bill, they'll tell me if I'm being like more mm-hmm. like uh, compared to my neighbors, what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I was like way more than my neighbors because my AC was broken and I didn't know. Oh yeah. That'll, but, like, that'll fuck it up. But, but I was like, I was like, besides that. Yeah. I was like, I try. Not even just that. The, no, the I think it was just that. You. Yeah. Anyway, something in his eyes snaps. It was not. He growls. A rhetorical request. And you're back to terrified again. Palms sweating. Knees weak, palms. <laughs> Neck burning. There's, there's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's, Mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. Neck burning. Toby's face flashes in your mind. I want to just, just think about it. Really think about it for a second, okay? Hank flails his hands about his hands about wildly, pushes his glasses up his nose, makes the air around you seem like just a little too thick to breathe. You are killing the world, you and all your belongings, and all the carbon dioxide from that fire you didn't start that burned down your house. You are killing us. I am killing us. We are killing us. We are all on a suicide mission. Whoa. You stare at him. Be- no, God, seriously. He turns and slams his foot into the tire of the Toyota behind him. Fuck the world, we all say. I need this, we all say. We're hurting the world and we're hurting ourselves. And what we all need is to feel a little pain ourselves. Get a taste of our own shitty medicine. Do you understand why I like this fanfiction? It's so angry about the earth. I love it. <laughs> I was like, I guess I can see it. And I'm having a moment where I'm like, I do like oh, my no. car. <laughs> Let me like my car. No. <laughs> you are breathless. But Hank is just out of air. I guess I could bike. I didn't know. <laughs> Hurry, Hank I'd be, Green. I'd be so sweaty when I got to work, though. Change. That's so much work. So you're right. I'm just... Being shitty to the earth. You just be, you're killing let, yourself, Claire. Let me be. When you drive your car, you're killing yourself. <laughs> let me kill myself by driving my car. Hashtag John Green. Hashtag John Green. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. He gulps and gasps for breath, straightening his back. So hit me. Hit me before I lose my nerve. I want to feel the earth. <laughs> the Through pa- your fist? I think the pain of the earth, like, instead of punching oh, the earth, oh. you're going to punch me so I can feel what it feels like. There's something about Hank, something pleading and special and terrible that makes you want to do it. So you lift your fist to the sky and pray for salvation that could never come from anyone but him. I'm going to punch what? Chapter six. Keep going. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. We've already violated it. (laughs) Fuck. The second rule is if you talk about it, you're dead. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't wash the blood off your clothes. But you don't mention it when someone notices. What the fuck? The first rule of Fight Club is you ignore your missing teeth. And when you go to the emergency room, you let Hank answer all the questions, and you do not talk about Fight Club. You go to the dentist if your teeth are out. <laughs> I think you can go to the emergency room if you... I suppose. I think I think the point is, at the emergency room, they'd be like, you're missing some teeth? Question like, mark. And you'd be like... Shut up. Talk it to Hank. <laughs> Hank is my translator. <laughs> I can't speak English. No habla fight club. When I was in the emergency room, <laughs> there was a guy who was drunk that was just wandering around with his shirt off and everyone was like, go back to your room, please, sir. And he'd be like, why am I here? <laughs> and he'd be like, you're sick. <laughs> you also got hit by a scooter. <laughs> I didn't get hit by a scooter. I got spooked by a scooter. I didn't even get hit by it. It was very sad. Aww. I saw it coming out of the corner of my eye. I was like, ah! Yep, just fully inflicted. Well, I'm glad you didn't hurt a scooter rider, I guess. Like the scooter rider would have gotten kicked if I got a fuck you. I'm sorry. Kicked a 12 year old so hard. (laughs) I'm sorry that you're jacked up and you didn't get revenge. (laughs) 
A hundred men show up in the bar basement the first night. A hundred? Men you don't know and who don't know you. It's all because they're tired of themselves the way you're tired of the of your brain and the way Hank is tired of people and they want to know more. I hope more Julian Solomita is there. Jiu-jitsuing yeah. on everybody. Just, just like, I wish he would have been in it. I feel like this Jenna was Marbles. written... Or um, Who are you fighting? Right. I feel like this was written before that time because mm. I feel like Toby Turner is like a classic YouTuber. Yeah. Though this like shows some good like uh, uh, depth into uh, DFTBA like... Yeah. John and Hank Green's, like, stuff, but it's not, nothing's, like, super modern. Okay. Like, I feel like, you know, they could have made a Fight Club podcast or something, which yeah. would be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, more about themselves, more about the men they're fighting. When you're fighting a man you've never met, or maybe you have, but at Fight Club he isn't the same man, because in Fight Club you don't exist like you exist everywhere else. You get to know him quite intimately, the precise way in which his skin tears and his blood flows yeah. and everything he's afraid of. You know this because Hank knows this. Hank knows this because your fist in his face brought him clarity he's never had before. These men are all afraid of something, and most of them are scrawny and weak. Hank calls them his nerd fighters and asks them what they're made of. <laughs> Don't forget to be awesome. Because I'm a nerd and I fight. I'm a nerd fighter. <laughs> like, I loved that. It made me so happy. That's amazing. Also, I can't believe that men think that they can separate fighting from, like, them... I can't, like... angry and being themselves. Yes, I can't... I, Men are dumb. I I'm so mystified by just the premise that you're like, when I'm here, I know you, but I can still punch you in the face, and it means nothing. And I'm to like... To be fair, that is also how roller derby is. <laughs> and I don't understand that either. Fair. Because if someone punched me in the... If someone elbowed me in the face and I got a black eye, I would, like, forever be like, I hate you, Trisha. To be fair, that's illegal, and so you should be mad at them. I have a fake grudge okay. with my friend Frankie because one time she just kept picking on me because she didn't know what else to do. See, <laughs> It was, and like, that... our first bout, and we were on different teams. And, uh, she was a block... Do you know how roller derby works? Yes. Okay, so she was a blocker, and I was also a blocker. Okay. And she... It was our first time playing, I think, like, and we were at the Roy, so, like, mm-hmm. under all the lights and, like, all the people watching, and apparently, in her brain, she was like, I need to find something to do. I see Bruiser. I know Bruiser. That's my name. Yeah. I know Bruiser is smaller than me. I'm just gonna hit her, question mark, and just, like, kept hitting me out of bounds for no reason. <laughs> See. And at the end, I was like, Frankie, the fuck? And she's like, I'm sorry, I forgot everything that was going on. See, and that would drive me best nuts. <laughs> See, and like, my brother, I stopped going to my brother's soccer. I only went to like two because mm-hmm. I got like too invested and I would be like yelling. Not like obscenity. That was mean! But I like, it's that, yeah, I cannot separate those things. So there's a reason I'm not in roller derby and it's mostly that it's one... It's fun to learn that you can separate those things. I would have yeah. also assumed that. Like, I'm like, oh, well, I have to be on the same team as Alicia because, like, that would suck. But now I'm like, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> I See, and the problem is I'm so competitive, I would just, like, in a blind fury, punch someone nah. in the nose. Those people are less fun. <laughs> I know, and so I'm trying to... Probably get ejected from a game. <laughs> yeah, no, I would get ejected and I'd be like, this is the worst! I hate everyone. I would, I would get ejected. Can you get ejected out of so many games that you're like banned from the league? I want to say no, I'm but I try. don't. I'll ask someone who would know better okay. than me. Okay. Back in it. The second rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Who would you fight? I never knew my father. <laughs> the man across from you can... You fight the concept of not knowing your father? <laughs> the man across from you can be your father. The man you're punching repeatedly in the nose is anyone you want him to be. We're all just constructs, Hank explains every night after listing off the rules. We are nothing but imaginary constructs made up by the people who love us. He says, 
It's time to deconstruct. He this says, sounds now so much nothing. like Hank Green running a Fight Club. I'm right? like disoriented. I know. Like, I kind of love that you haven't seen Fight Club because then it's just like Hank Green is just going insane. <laughs> Which is it also really, really fun. It's like, really, like, if Hank Green challenged instead of having me into a, battle, I would be like, I guess I'm going. It's like in, if Hank Green, instead of, like, having a baby and, like, becoming kind of, like, fun and soft, like, went in the entirely other direction and just, like, became a cult leader. He was like, and, and violent. Now, he was like, we will fight for what we believe in with, with our, our fists! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Don't forget to fist awesome. Fist awesome. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's too sexual. Don't fist to be awesome. Do fist. Do fist. Do fist. Do I'm fight. Gonna, I'm going to just move on. DFTBA. Do fight to be awesome. He says, it's time to deconstruct. He says, now you're nothing. Who would you fight? Toby Turner ruined your life. The man oh. across from you could be Toby Turner, but he isn't, and it's not the same. Fight Club is Hank's idea, because he wants to continue to feel, and he wants to hurt, and he wants to fight back, and you can go along with it because you go along with anything Hank did, even though you've only known him for a couple of days. It feels like you've known him for longer. Hank was around a long time before you met him. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Chapter 7. You find a book with your name in it, and this is how Hank meets Toby. For a month, you lived in Hank's house. Hank's old, abandoned hideout, more like. No neighbors, he shrugs when you ask him. Nobody around to disrupt my thoughts. You don't exactly believe it, but why press him for an answer he's not going to give you? There's a room full of old, falling-apart books that he calls the library. It's not really a library, but you spend most of your time in there anyway. One night, when you should be sleeping and you can't, you find some medical book and flip it open to the first page. I am John B John's brain. I am John's pancreas. I am John's mandula oblongata. You are John's mandula oblongata, too, and John's earlobes, and John's liver. You are John's overblown sense of importance. What? The phone rings. I don't know. That gets abstract. The phone rings, and you run to the kitchen to get it. But no, no. Hank picks up. It's Toby. Hi, he says. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Hi. I'm dying. <laughs> Hank's brow furrows, and he asks who is there, and who you are, and... No, oh, man, I took... I took off the... All of these pills, man. Oh, and my soul is... I can see my soul, he exhales loudly. <laughs> God, please don't save me from this. Dying is so cool. Seriously, this is, I am, oh man, I'm just having a death party over here. You should totally come join me. So Hank does. Doesn't join the death party, that is, but pays him a visit at the Hyatt after calling 911. Saves him. Toby Turner is a liar and an idiot and you wish he would die. <laughs> <laughs> but Hank doesn't know that. Rude. Hank just thinks he's saving some poor misguided kid's life. I think just he's a guy to, who calls I think he's supposed him. to be like 19. Okay. Fuck that. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> just a guy that calls him. Yeah, it's not really explained. I, uh, da, 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 da. Like, I... Who cares? <laughs> like, I... Yeah. It's like when people call me, I'm like, like, you know, a spam caller. I've never been like, oh, sounds like you're dying. I will save you. Mm -hmm. But I guess no one is calling me in these dire states, so I guess that's good. Toby says to Hank, or it says to Hank in the cab home, he says... Gee, thanks for ruining my dramatic exit from the world. Now it's your responsibility to keep me up all night. He leans in close and says in Hank's ear, Hey, if I don't stay awake, I'll die. And now you're stuck lying on your bed on top of your sheets, fully clothed, trying to block out the sounds of Hank keeping Toby awake. All night. 
You're like, die, Toby. Die, Toby. And you're losing sleep, and you keep dreaming that it's you and Toby instead. Toby and his twitchy nervousness. Toby and his stupid jokes that no one gets, even though you're fairly certain you're awake. In the morning, Toby gets home, or goes home, and Hank comes downstairs for breakfast while you stare into your too black, too cold coffee. Have fun last night? Loads. Did they have sex? And he doesn't smile or frown. I don't want to share you with him, you try to say to him. I don't want to lose you. Just try not to fall in love, you mutter, and you roll your eyes. Hank freezes. Don't call this love, he says. Oh my god, they did. You're perfectly okay with not calling it love, and you're not perfectly okay with anything else. You pretend that you are. It's exhilarating. Chapter 8. Oh, Toby and Hank are never in the same room, you notice. What? Hank calls up factories and gives them statistics. Did you know that you're responsible for insert percentage here of the world's pollution? Did you know that you're murdering us all? Ugh. We're all on a suicide mission, says the echo of his voice in your head. You, We are all trying to kill ourselves before something else gets to us. The factories hang up, and Hank calls more. That sounds like something I would do when I was drunk in college. It does sound like something you would do drunk Ugh, in college. It's me! I am the fight club. I'm Toby. <laughs> I'm Hank Green! <laughs> I was Hank Green this whole time! God, can you imagine what a twist? Oh my god, I would... It's just like John and Hank Green, but we've like done like the high-pitched voice change to make it sound like we're two different people. (laughs) Claire and Grace are one and the same. It's really just... No, we're not the same as each other. We're the same as Hank and John Green. Oh! You can be John and I'll be Hank. Yes, hashtag John Green. Hashtag Hank Green. Yeah, I'm a little bit more like, I just like to watch football. And don't... At me. <laughs> Don't at me. Are you taking a, are you going to take a pause from the social internet? Because Hank Green has not been on the social internet for like six months. On purpose. That sounds like too much work. I won't add anything to the internet, but just because I'm not But you do doing, want to look at it. I like to look at it. And it's just like, sometimes I realize that I haven't like uploaded a picture. And so like, no one knows that. Something what happened. I Yeah. Mostly mm-hmm. I think about like my great aunts who are on Facebook and they're probably like, wonder what Claire is up to. And then to I'll be, be fair, like. He is also like. 40 something so he probably has a smaller social circle has yeah. been on the internet for less percentage of his life true and therefore can just like call people or just like text he can still text people yeah, yeah, yeah. um send them personal messages etc is snapchat yes damn it yes <laughs> i know so- he's off all so he's off reddit what like, all social internet i use snapchat I like he, as visual texting i want to say he is on the internet but i think it's all like he could be on, like, the news? I don't know. I can't remember what the rules are. He might be off the entire internet. I can't really tell. Why is he doing this? Uh, to uh, mental health. Good for he him. He likes it. He good. says he's having a good time. Though he still does all his podcasts and stuff, but then he can't, like, promote his own things. He has that... to, like, ask someone else to do it. I... His posts or whatever. I support him, but at the same time, and I... This is gonna sound wrong, but it's like, at the same time, I'm sort of like, how dare you think that you're better than me? Like, I have to... Be... <laughs> I have to be on the internet. Claire, I had to, hate to bring this to you, but John Green is better than you. I know. <laughs> Even I, though you are John Green. I, I'm, I'm John trying. Green right now. I'm John Green right now. Aha. Let's save the world one sinner at a time. We are all products of a blind society. Toby's in the kitchen one morning, and you ask him what he's doing there. He looks hurt, confused, and you don't feel bad, because you want him out, out, out. That's all you want. That's all you've ever wanted. How did he get your phone number in the first place? There's a silence, and then Toby just leaves. You're lying on your bed, and so is Hank, both of your arms folded behind your heads, and you look at him, and you say, I think we should have been related. You say, I think we could have been brothers. And he says, who says we aren't? 
A man walks into your Genetics. life and drowns no. you until he's certain you appreciate air. That's rude. Have you heard of that before? No. I want to say it's Native American, but I sure. feel bad if I'm wrong. It's a thing where it's like some, I want to, I'm going to probably get this, but like a, a kid goes up to like the elder of the tribe or the community, whatever it is, and says, I want to be like a great warrior or whatever. And he says, okay, come with me. And they go to like the river or the lake or whatever. And he holds his air, uh, head under the water. Um, and then at the very moment where he's like going to like pass out, he picks him up and he goes, okay, what did you want? And he goes, I wanted to breathe. And he like, well, and you want to be a great warrior as much as you want to breathe, then it will happen. Whoa. I mean. I told that fable, yeah. like, really bad. But, like, that's the No, message. no, no. That makes sense. <clears throat> I guess I get that. That's what Hank Green's doing. Sure. But just rude. <laughs> How's Toby, you ask, just to make small talk, which you hate. And he tells you that Toby is really fucked up. But at least he's trying to hit bottom, Hank says, almost apologetically. You couldn't even imagine what bottom is like. Bottom for you is fucking insomnia. Some people's bottom is insomnia, Hank. You are John's reconsidered existence. <laughs> Don't ever mention him to me. Okay. If you want to talk to him about me, I'm out. Okay. Do you promise? God, Hank, I promise, okay? Good. He doesn't want to talk about Toby. It's mysterious. Oh. Chapter 9. He it's is written, Toby. It's written, it makes sense from like the way it's written, but it's hard to say it out loud without making it confusing. Chapter yep. 9. He wants to burn the world down, so he starts with you. Holding a match above your ha hand, he says, it won't hurt that bad. I just want to make a point. Do you trust me? I trust you. This is he like lights your hand every, on fire. This is like, <laughs> oh my god, this is like every pixie manning dream boy that has ever existed. But like with best friends! Yeah, whatever pixie manning. I just want a best friend that's going to punch me and love me, dad! <laughs> oh my god. Whoever wrote Fight Club needs a hug. I don't know. Like... I will hug you. Come find me. Don't find me. I want to say it's someone who's also written other things. Actually, I don't know if I have them connected. I am. Great. Fight. Club. It's just I'm like, going to read the book and not watch the movie. That's going to be I like that thing. plan. You should do that and tell me what it's like. And then I'll watch you watch Fight Club. Then I'll be like, this is nothing like the book. <laughs> the book is so good. The book is the best book you've ever read. Better <laughs> than 1984. Chuck <laughs> What a name. What I want to say name. he's written other stuff, but that's probably the one he's most famous for. Chuck, do you need a hug? Or perhaps, like, a way to take wow, out your aggression? there's a lot of good stuff going on with Chuck Pahuli. He just needs to take a really good spin class. He looks like someone that would have written Fight Club. He does look like someone he who looks like, been. you know, nerdy and shit. He, yeah, um, he looks angsty, angsty. and, like, he... He's one, he looks like, you know, one of those hard bodies who, like, works out all the time and it's, like, 3% body like fat is secret, secret about it. Like, he takes yeah. off a shirt and then he's got ripped abs. You're like, she! Like, what? Yeah, you're like, oh. Like, uh, yeah. Ned Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what a visual. Ugh, but, yeah, hey. it's just like Ned Flanders. Hank lights your hand on fire. You bite your lip to keep from screaming. Clamp one foot down on the other. Shut your eyes tight in the background of your pain, Hank is saying. They used to burn people like us at the stake, and now they just burn everything else. This Nerds? Is I... Witches? Uh, Gay people. Yes. I was, go. yeah, I was I like... think they're both... No! I don't know if John's supposed to be gay in this, but Hank definitely is. Okay. So, uncertain. This is how the world should feel. Don't you want to fight back now? Don't shut your eyes. Open them right now. Don't you want to fight? Yes, you nod, and you don't open your eyes. Yes, I want to fight. I want to fight. He takes the match away and lets you soak your hand. 
I'm still waiting for you to hit bottom. If you put accelerant on his hand, then the accelerant will burn first. And I want to say should he be okay. did it. I think he just like put a like Ow. had a match and like put it on his skin. Okay, it's un- uncertain the semantics of this hand because like a thing. quick burning alcohol. Also, I don't remember if they did that in Fight Club, and I want to say no, but I might have forgotten it. So we'll also, see when we watch Fight Club. You're right. I was like, also, I'm like, all of this, I'm like learning. I don't. Maybe it's for the best. I don't have enough rage inside me. It's like, it's like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I have never felt, I have just been oblivious my whole life. See, this is the rage I had in me in college when I hated everyone, including you. Oh, good. You. Yeah. I was like, okay, this makes more sense why you would also project that at me. I have never I can read you the thing that I wrote. It might be fun. Just imagine it's like me as the leader of Fight Club. I'll be like Grace, leader of Fight Club, Please, angry Claire. at Claire for listening to One Direction. Meanwhile, Claire is oblivious to all things. <laughs> and is worried about your own self, probably. Yeah. I was like, I've never been college. this angry, like, aside from, I don't even know. Like, never this angry. Only when I've been <sighs> like, why is this class so hard? Why does things not make sense? But never just like, I am just anger. Yes, I, I have been anger. It was fun. I was probably 22. Woo! All right, uh, I'm still waiting for you to hit bottom, he says, crossing his arms. You have to give up first. Believe me, I'm trying. Chapter 10. Toby comes back to your house and demands to know what's wrong with you. You're such a douchebag, he shouts, shrinking in on himself, wrapping his arms around his own chest. I have called you 20 times since Wednesday. I didn't hear the phone, you say. Hank's words <clears throat> bubbling up from your throat and coming out <laughs> of your mouth. But that's, yeah, that was a burp. That was unnecessary, but it happened. But that seems a little excessive, doesn't it? It did, Grace. It Hank was. Hank from wherever he is in the house, and Toby doesn't seem to hear it. I hate you, he shouts. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. He's like a child. Sounds like he should be stomping his feet and rolling on the ground. He gives you the most pitiful look you've ever seen in your life, like you're the one he's been sleeping with. You wish Hank was here, but you know he can't be. Toby is Hank's problem in the bedroom, and yours in the kitchen. Why are you doing this, he asks. Did I do something? You ruined my life. I stopped. Halfway. Can I just stay the night? You start to ask why he would even want to. You don't want to give him the satisfaction. You're starting to hate him a little bit less, and it scares you. But maybe you're starting to become content in your hatred. Maybe you don't hate Toby Turner. You just hate the idea of Toby Turner. That wouldn't be so bad. Except you don't want to... want to live a flat character life. You don't want to live on a page. You want to really hate and really live. And God damn it, you couldn't even do that until Hank showed up. Toby isn't really Toby. Toby is just a construct, imagined up by a man who hates him. It's time to deconstruct. It's time to imagine him complexly. Oh, no. Do you get that pun? Say it again. I want to no. say it's the network that the podcasts are on, which might be on accident. I want to say it's called Complexly. Complexly is the name of their podcast network. But I'm not sure. Also, it could be an accident. It's time to imagine him complexly. Podcast. No. I do. <laughs> time for the podcast. I don't think you've ever imagined me complexly, says Hank's voice in your head, and you punch it in the face until it goes away. Always works. What do you know about Toby Turner right now as he stands in front of you? What do you know? Tear him apart. Go down to his bones and search as if you've been there before. You step closer. He swallows hard. You know that he's scared, nervous little kid. You know that he's not sick, except in the head. You know he doesn't want to die, but would like to experience it at least once. You know that he's a liar and an actor. You know that he's sleeping with Hank and he wants to care about, wants you to care about him. Why not Hank? Why do you matter more? Maybe it's because you knew him first. All he wants in the world is for somebody to care. His hair is a mess and his hoodie is too big. 
You look into his eyes and say, stay here tonight. You can hear him through the walls at night, Toby and Hank, but mostly Toby. <laughs> it's true, when you do hate someone, you hear them. Guys! Gross. Chapter 11. After that, you can't sleep, so you decide to go to your cancer support group. One night can't hurt, right? You miss this. There's no one there, though. Just Charlie. Charlie, who doesn't have his hair anymore, who is just as tall and a little bit skinnier. You can feel his bones when he hugs you and tells you he thought you were dead. You say, I worried about that myself. He tells you there's no support group here anymore, but there's a new place, and you're nearly bouncing. You're so eager to go wherever it is that isn't here and isn't where Toby Turner is. It's called Fight Club, he no! says. And his accent makes it so funny that you could be laughing if you weren't so horrified. Oh. Oh, God. He tries to explain the rules, but you say, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, you're a member? His eyes widen. You can't talk about it, Charlie. You say, you sigh and say, I guess you could say that. Oh, and you must have been there from the beginning. Do you know the guy who runs it? Hank Green? I guess you could say that, too, you say to Charlie's skeleton, and you finally notice the bruise under his left eye. He's been fighting. Which you really shouldn't do when, you're, when you no. have cancer. No, no, no. Seems like a bad idea. Seems like you might die. Chapter 12. After that, the newspapers start to talk about factories halting production, banks burning down. These things are happening more and more often. The first rule of Project for Awesome? You don't ask questions about Project for Awesome. <laughs> it's so good! <laughs> I'm making the world a better place, Hank says, because he explains if he, because he explains if you don't ask. One sinner at a time. He grins, and his mouth is full of teeth and blood. He gives the nerd fighters an assignment one day. Go out. Pick a fight on the street. You can win or lose. You decide. Do you want to feel? Or do you want to teach someone else to feel? There is no such thing as a wrong decision, Hank says. But there is such a thing as a lie. Everyone knows that Hank is lying. This is a test. You're supposed to lose. You want the world to feel, don't we? Don't we? And everyone nods. We want them to understand that they're being selfish. Well, two can play at that game, right, boys? And everyone nods. The point of Project for Awesome, Hank keeps saying, is to make the world a better place, to make everyone think, to make everyone feel. The second rule of Project for Awesome is you don't ask questions. It's all spiraling out of control. You were there when he invented P4A, which is Project for Awesome. It took me a second. In fact, you're the reason. A kid came to Fight Club one night, clinging to Charlie's arm with an accent like his and a pretty face. You didn't like the way Charlie was looking at him, and you still don't. So when it was your turn to fight, you pounded his face, his entire self, into the ground, and you kept hitting and punching and destroying until he screamed for you to stop. So you stopped. You wanted to destroy something beautiful, and you didn't think this guy deserved someone like Charlie. No, no one deserves someone like Charlie. Not even you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I also like, which is definitely not something that happened in Fight Club, how everyone's man and everyone's gay. Yep. Like, just... What? <laughs> that would be a way more interesting dynamic if a fight club was just all gay men being like, God, I want to be gay, but I can't because of society or whatever. See, punch, yeah, punch, punch, would, punch, punch. Yeah, that would make more sense. Way more interesting. And then, like, sort of erotic. Yeah. you're just, like, hands and bodies. And also, not, as far as I can tell, none of these YouTubers are gay. I don't think Charlie Sokulik is gay. I no, I think I he has a girlfriend. And I don't know Toby Turner, but I feel like he has a wife. And both Hank Green and John Green are straight. Yep. So, interesting dynamics. I don't know. Whatever. Confusing. You wanted to destroy something beautiful, so you did. And Hank was inspired. To start over. To get a fresh start. To erase the scrounge of history and receive a clean slate in his... Scourge. Scourge? What did I say? Scourge. Not even close. <laughs> One more time. 
Scourge. To erase the scourge of history and receive a clean slate in return, on which we, we, he insists, could write anything. He, we, he tells you again, feverishly, too close and too intense, wanted. But Hank doesn't understand that this is not a history book. This is not eternal. History rewrite History rewrites itself, repeats itself, over and over and over, no matter what. You don't have the heart to tell him. He wants to bring in students, protégés, to sleep in your basement. In Project for Awesome, no one has a name. Which I is see, also a thing in the Fight Club where I no say, one has names. Yeah, I, some, I think I heard that about Fight Club. Also, I'm starting to see why, if you're, like, a douchey guy, this movie would, like, forever change you. Mm-hmm. If you, like, have not read, like... Not to be like pretentious, be like if you haven't been in these AP history, like these AP English classes and honors English classes where they're like they're like everything is crazy and you're like uh. and you're like 1984 the world is burning and and it and, still is and you're just like How? yeah it's it's like I don't know I'm we also live in a crazy time currently yes. and so it's like it's hard for me to be like shocked. So, yes, it's, so it's like hard. I see how when Fight Club came out, it might have just like rocked your world. But now that I'm here and having not seen Fight Club, it's like so many things have rocked me that I either capsized a long time <laughs> that ago. That you didn't need like a piece of art to do it in yes. the way that like a book might have. Like 1999 yeah. was a very like stable, like everything was kind of going up. Movies from that time, I a very long time ago, I was listening to a podcast about American Beauty, which mm-hmm. have you ever seen American yes, Beauty? Yes, I have. Yes, it's insane. And it's especially insane to watch, like, post 9-11. Yeah. Because basically everyone was like, oh, well, our only problem now is, like, complacency. And you're like, bro, you don't even know. Oh, no, there's so much shit to come. But, like, similarly, like, Fight Club reminds me of that, where it's like, it came out at this time where not a lot was actually happening, so everyone was like, oh, the world is just on this, like, flat plane of being like this. We've plateaued. So we have to burn it down. I don't know. That's crazy that people thought like that. I guess I, like, see, it's like, I get it, it's like, you're, it's like you're in a relationship and it's going too well, so you're like, what if? I gotta fuck it up! (laughs) I'll just, like, stir this pot just a little. Right, just to make it fun, or make it what I want, or whatever. Make it sexy. Make it sexier. All right. Charlie and his little boyfriend are waiting for you on the porch the next day. One bag each. Two mattresses next to them. Boyfriend has two black eyes and a swollen mouth. And he's still pretty. Tell them to go away, Hank says. Who's pretty with that many bruises? Me! And let them (laughs) in if they stay for three days. What do I tell them, you ask? And he just says, see what they are. And tell them they are too much of that. Too young. Too fat. Too sick. You nod and go outside to break Charlie's heart. Too young, you tell his boyfriend. Leave or I'll call the cops. He doesn't flinch. You turn to Charlie. Too young, he says, and slowly you shake your head. Too, you swallow. It's not that kind of suicide club, McDonald. He doesn't flinch either. <laughs> it rains. Hank screams and insults them and throws their stuff around. They don't move. You go out to beg them, plead for them to go. Please go, please leave. On the third day, Hank tells them to come in the house. The house is always full, and in the news, men wearing black suits and pants are always getting into fights or breaking into factories or planting trees or one or the other. It's always something. Some of those things are more illegal than others. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. It's the trees. No, it's the fighting. (laughs) Breaking into factories and planting trees are the same. Hank is never home. Okay. You're worried. You miss him. You never say a word. Toby comes over, and you decide that you hate the idea of Toby, but not the person, Toby. So you let him badger you into taking a walk down the empty street at midnight, and you talk about everything but Hank. He never asks where Hank is, but you wouldn't know what to tell him even if he did. 
It's 37 degrees, and even though he's wearing short sleeves, he gives you that goddamn hoodie when you start to shiver. You wish you could fall in love. You wish you could sleep. You wish you could cry because Toby's just a kid, and you haven't written a word in months. Just write a word. Stop punching people. <laughs> Punch the words into the keyboard. <laughs> yes. John. Chapter 14. You walk in, and it's colder than 37 degrees. It's freezing. It's below freezing. It is frozen, and so are you. Same. You gave Toby his hoodie back before he left. You wish he hadn't. It's silent. What's going on? You ask. And no one answers. So you ask again. Scream it. The nerd fighters look uncomfortable. They shift from foot to foot. <clears throat> and one mumbles. The first rule of P for A is you don't ask. I know the damn rules! Now tell me what's going on! That's not a question. That's a command. <laughs> so it worked. One of them slowly steps forward and peels a blanket off the table in the middle of the room. And oh. Oh god. Oh no. Your knees buckle, and you want to vomit. You want to vomit. You want Hank back. And you want Toby's hoodie. You want to vomit. We were on a mission, sir, and he... Fuck missions, you yell. There are tears in your eyes. You're crying. You are not crying yet. Fuck this project for awesome. Fuck all of it. You stumble forward, run to the table as fast as you can without breaking yourself, and there's Charlie, bloody and blackened and dead. Dead. <gasps> dead. It was Charlie? I thought it was going to be Hank. He's not alive anymore. And it wasn't even the fucking cancer that got him. And it's not that kind of suicide club, but it is. It is. And it always has been. Do people die in Fight Club? I think they were on a mission, so I think okay. he uh, broke into a factory and, like... Planted got, a tree. He planted a tree and then fell over and died. <laughs> the tree beat him up. <laughs> That's sad. The project is over, you say. The project has served its, served its purpose. You touch Charlie's hairless head, and there's a hole in his stomach, and his eyes are <gasps> open. You t He turned 18 last month. He got shot by the tree. Right in the stomach. Like, I didn't ask to be bored. <laughs> you wonder if Hank would even care. Hank only cares about the earth. Charlie was... Now he can be a tree. Yep. He's worth, he's worth more dead than alive. Boyfriend is in the corner, breathing deeply in and out and in and out, and Charlie is dead. Oh, the boyfriend, the boyfriend of Charlie. The boyfriend of Charlie, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confusing, yes. I think T doesn't have a name. Um, sir? One says hesitantly. You can't just cancel P for A. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I am the closest thing to Hank Green we have right now, and I I'm say we're John shutting Green. it down. Fuck Hank. Yeah, no, they have the same last name, and just, like, haven't mentioned it. <laughs> Fuck the project. Fuck! You grab fistfuls of Charlie's bloody shirt and sob, sob, sob. What do we do with the body? Do we hide it in the garden? Yes. No. No! You breathe. You breathe. You wish you couldn't breathe. We're giving Charlie a proper burial, okay? Beneath okay. the sea. Okay! There's a noise of deep concern from the crowd, and that same stupid nerd fighter says, Charlie, we don't have names in P4A, sir. Oh my god. You've never been this angry in your life. <laughs> okay, I understand anger <laughs> you now. You would suddenly give anything for them all to stop thinking like Hank and think like normal human beings for just one second. Where is Hank? Why isn't he here? Where would he, th what would he think? This kid, you say, voice shaking, is Charlie. His name is Charlie McDonald. He has a name, and we're going to bury him. And he is dead because of you. His name is Charlie McDonald. The guy, let's repeat quietly and then again louder. His name is Charlie McDonald. Only in death do we have names. Like Says Vikings. Another. Sure. Is that a thing? Yes. Uh, or wait, not Vikings. What? In um, Sparta. So. Ah, uh, that makes more sense. Yes. I was like, I was pretty sure Vikings had names. So, yeah. No, in Sparta, um, like everyone's born with a name, but on your gravestone, you only get a name if as a man you die in battle and as a woman you die in childbirth. Okay, I mean... Otherwise, you're just an unnamed person. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
because those were the two like those were the two choices. So because if you're a man, so it's what like if a man died in childbirth. Did it? No, that's not how that works. He died in battle while a childbirth was nearby. This is not an empreg. <laughs> Give me your Viking empregs about men dying in childbirth and getting names. No, no, you don't understand. You want to say you don't get it? But they're chanting louder and louder and louder. His name is Charlie McDonnell. You're John's complete emotional breakdown. I am John's complete emotional breakdown. Chapter 15. You wake up at SeaTac. You wake up all around the world, in airports and on airplanes and everywhere. You wake up at Northwestern. Isn't that where John went? I'm not sure what SeaTac is. Sure. Pass. Come on, email us. You will find Hank, and he will explain this to you. You, you are s- Hank. <laughs> you see Charlie's face in the dreams that you don't have, in the nightmares that haunt you at every waking hour. A man walks into a bar and a bartender says, How are you today, Hank? What? Your heart stops and starts and stops and starts, and you are acutely aware of this. What did you say? His eyes narrow, and again, he calls you the wrong name, with the wrong inflection, and everything is wrong. Hank. The world's a- <laughs> Hank. The world is a mess, and you can't handle it. You're not Hank. I'm not Hank. Sir? You are Hank. You go back and forth. I'm not Hank. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Until he finally wins and you leave. A man walks out of a bar and he isn't the same man he was when he walked in. Ugh, I hate when people say things like that. You call Toby from your hotel room. In lieu of a hello, you say, have we had sex? What? Again. (laughs) Toby, I need you to tell me. Have we had sex with each other? He's quiet for a moment. You can hear him breathing. He says, what are you playing at, Hank? You inhale, and the air hurts your tired lungs, but you need it now more than ever. How did we meet? How did we meet? I, God, at the support groups. Are you okay? What's wrong with you, Hank? Do you need me to come pick you up from somewhere? He keeps calling you Hank, and you don't know a... They're just messing with him. This is like a Charlie <laughs> final thing. You do- <laughs> it's a prank. Very elaborate YouTube play. Prank. Uh, you don't know anything else to say Who's to Who's Hank? So you say... I'm so sorry, Toby, and hang up. And when you turn around, Hank is there. You broke your promise, he says. <gasps> you can't talk about Fight Club. And you can say, and you say, you can really break a promise if you just made it to yourself. Hank laughs, and it's a rough sound that grates at your insides and makes you feel like you're dying. Or maybe just falling into a coma. Oh, believe me, he says, kneeling at the foot of your bed, pushing up his glasses. You can, he says. I'm glad you figured it out on your own, he says. What are you going to do now, you say. What about Toby? I hate Toby. Toby loves you. Toby loves you. I hate Toby. Toby doesn't know the difference. Toby doesn't know the difference between you and Hank. How could he? There is no difference. Yes, there is. You're not even here, you say, and you're proud that your voice is only shaking a little bit as you reach up to adjust your glasses. You're just a hallucination. There's a guitar at home. Hank writes music, and you've never touched a guitar in your life. Hank raises an eyebrow. Or maybe that's you. It's not true. Is this like the prestige... No. What? <laughs> the Prestige is about, like, cloning, isn't it? Yes. No, it's not about, like, the Prestige. <laughs> it's like Fight Club. In Fight Club, is he got multiple personality disorder? Yeah. It's like what? him, but, like, he projects a whole other personality, like, as a hallucination. Oh, man, I really need to read this book. <laughs> I feel like what this if- is probably, if you look, it's tough how it's written because some of them are dialogue and some of them are not dialogue so i I apologize to the listeners at home it's a little hard to tell the inflection but basically the john character is going back and forth with contradictory things um and sometimes it's dialogue from hank and sometimes it's not which is very confusing 
He is Hank. You know this because Hank knows this. I'm going to kill you, and you're going to be an example. You wake up at home. You wake up in Hank's car. Your car. It's somebody's car, and you're awake in it. That's oh. awkward when you're like, whose car is this? <laughs> Where am I? Dude, who's this car? Can you imagine waking up in a car that's not yours? That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Oh, good. Hank smiles like he's genuinely happy. There. We're all right. There. We can be friends again. You're awake. Hank tells you again that he's going to kill you, and you wish he was lying. Remember, we're all just constructs, he says. Some of us more than others. We are all just constructs made up by people who love us. So where the hell are we when nobody loves us? What? Does he love himself and that's how he made no. himself? Uh, You're only a construct by people who love you. No, and I think thus... he loves Hank. Yes, and so he made Hank. Yes. So Hank made John too. So no. they all love no. each other. <laughs> no, Hank did not make John. No. Damn it. <laughs> I was trying to prove that Hank wasn't going to murder him. Uh, here we go. We're all constructs. You love Hank. Time to self-destruct now. This factory is going to explode. Fire! There's a a bomb in it, and then they'll see. Hank has a gun, and the gun is in your mouth. Hank Uh, has a bomb, and the bomb is in the factory, directly across the building you're in now. The factory across from you could be Toby Turner. This, he breathes, staring you straight in the eyes, pushing the gun further into your mouth, is what they've had coming all along. Four minutes, he says. You don't mind if you die now. You're just glad you weren't dying. Wait. Are you? No. Wait! Shouts somebody, and then the somebody is Toby. There are some nerd fighters behind him, pinning his arms behind his back. They let him go and hurry back down the stairs as soon as they see you. Oh, God, Hank, don't do it! I don't... What? Hank is gone now, and you're just some guy on the top floor of some building holding some gun in your mouth in front of a very confused young man who doesn't quite know who you are. You won't really die, you realize. You're just killing Hank. I'm not Hank, you yell. I'm killing Hank. I'm not Hank. I love you, Toby yells back. I think, maybe, so please don't shoot yourself. Stop. You do stop for a second. I like you a lot too, Toby Turner. You shout, and then you pull the trigger. It hurts like hell, but you're not dead. What? Hank is. What? The world behind you explodes, and you're still not dead. That's the back of your head, idiot. The world is a mess. You think (laughs) as you turn around, blood is flowing down your face, and Toby runs up and doesn't say anything at all. The world is a mess. The city is crumbling. The factory is You're the down. factory! You've been at a very strange time in my life, you tell him. And you smile. There are words swimming in front of your eyes, just within your grasp, and you feel like you could sleep. You write a story in your head and decide to put it down on paper when you have time. Oh my god. The end of Fight Club! <laughs> now I just want you to imagine, because like I said, Hank is very, like, prominent in this. Yes. Picture John Green in your head. <laughs> and then picture this whole story again with with actual John Green. Because <laughs> for some reason it's just really funny. Punching. With his poofy hair and his, like, glasses and his, like, well, 40-year-old like, man face. Yeah, and just the fact that, like, as he becomes more manic, his, like, hair becomes poofier. Like, the more he's, like... <laughs> Like, the more he's enraged by things, he, like, because he rakes his fingers through his hair yeah, so and then he, it's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, this whole time, he's just, like, hands and hair, poof, hands and hair, poof, and it's yeah, just, just expanding getting bigger and, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, my God. Ugh! So Dang. Good. I do see how a piece of art could affect someone like this. Ooh. I just choose not to hold on to art this way. 
um, choose not to hold on to art. I guess it's like when I think about uh, it, very like this is why you were not a theater major. Yeah, I'm sure something has affected me. I just can't think of something right now. The only thing I can think of that has like stuck with me was like a short story about people who are made out of sugar, and so they couldn't let the rain touch them because they were made out of sugar and they melted. I remember you telling me about the story because I also remember in middle school you told me about the story and because then it's... you copied it by like having a person made out of chocolate. <laughs> Doing what? I don't know. But you I don't like, remember that I, at all. I want to say it was like in seventh grade. I had like a recovered memory. And you told me about that story. And we had to, we must have had to write like a short story for English class. Because you were like, I'm going to write a story about how they're made out of chocolate. And how they melt when it's hot. Because it was almost the exact same story. That sort of plagiarism doesn't sound like me. But also I don't remember I don't my think, faults. I don't think you recognized this plagiarism when you were 12. I mean, so. that makes more sense. <laughs> I didn't get caught, oh, so... maybe, I think, yeah, there was a bit of time where we had to write, like, reactionary things to other things, so maybe, maybe that was, like, your reaction story to that story. Maybe, yeah. I was like, I like to think that I was writing better things than that, but, it like, It might have been really no. well written, I don't know. No, that couldn't tell you. Yeah. Because I, oh, I think I, cause they, um, was this the people that, like, they only, they went to, like, the carnival and, like, yes. the clouds were scaring them and they only yes. ate cotton candy? Yes. Okay, I do remember this story. <laughs> I just remember there's like a very distinctive Ugh, scene. School. It's like there's a very distinctive scene where it's like the neighbors who like come over and like introduce mm-hmm. themselves to these sugar people, mm-hmm. but you don't know they're sugar people. people. She just like, like very, she was like very preoccupied watching how this like housewife Wine. was like, she like filled a glass of water without spilling a single drop. Mm-hmm. And I have like forever been like, can I do that? And I can't. It's such a specific thing to take away from that story. I know. That's what I mean. And that's why I'm an engineer and not an art, like an art person. Like, I love and appreciate art, but it has not infected my, I'm sure something has. I'm just not We're thinking of it. it. But like, Ugh. like, it's just like, do people walk away from pieces of art like this? And they're like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to fight club. Mm, I want to say not that specific. Like, what do you, t- what do you take <laughs> what away, do you take away from, from fight? I think you take away from fight club, like, like, because I watch, like, American, because, so, uh, like, American Beauty, I watched it, and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, people are fucked up. Like, <laughs> That's fair. That's a good thing to take away from Like, when I watched it, I was sort of Ugh. like, I was like, this is what counted as great literate, whatever, moviature. Cinematographizing. Cinema? Cinema, yes. <laughs> this is what counted as great cinema? Yes. People are just being crazy. He just has a thing for his daughter's friend. That's See, it. I think the... He's just, he's just crazy. With Fight Club is that it became a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And in the same way that like um like Marilyn Monroe has. Sure. Like obviously she's been around a lot longer. So like yeah. people can not watch Marilyn Monroe movies and just be like, yes, just being like a proud, like sexual woman that's fabulous is my like spirit animal. I see, I see. Or whatever. You know, they're bullshit like that. So when I read Fight Club, I might take away a new thing and be like, I want to live my life pure. I want to say like Fight punching Club someone in the face. also is one of those things that gets misinterpreted because of the message mm. at the end, like, contradicts the rest of the movie, so people forget about that part. Fair. I might also be thinking of The Graduate. <laughs> <laughs> it could be both. Um, I mean, a lot of movies are like that. Fair. So I want to say, like, uh, there's been, like, articles or whatever written about, like, Fight Club being like, yeah, you actually shouldn't be like this because the world, like, just keeps going and change like there's other things to do versus like trying to burn it all down i'm not 100 percent certain about that though but the thing with the the culture is that like people will be like oh fight club like yeah like boys the way boys are empowered by being like fighting and violence and blah 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 and that's gonna make me feel something 
uh, versus actually watching the movie and like just go outside, look at a tree. Like <laughs> plant I don't, a tree. Not I don't understand. I'm feeling things all the time, but in a <laughs> regular amount of That's way. That's you, a woman. <laughs> man, fe- man, have one feeling and it is rage. Are they like fairies where they can only feel one feeling at a time and it consumes their whole body? I want to say yes. Men are conditioned in that way a little bit. Okay, so then they're like, and they're but like, then rage also they is the can't only have, emotion. Yes, they can have neutral. They can be. I was saying they can be happy, but not a lot. You can be proud of achievement. You can be proud, and you can be angry. And angry is the biggest feeling you can have. And you want to be best. So you must, so if you ever have big feeling, big feeling must be changed into anger. I mean fair. (laughs) And then you have to punch things. Just look at a tree. (laughs) Look at a goddamn tree. Just cry. Just cry a little. Go on birth control hormones. And so you can just cry whenever you want. Trust me, if you're on enough birth control hormones, then you'll just watch a commercial and you'll just start weeping. Now we're alluding to a conversation we had before we were recording. <laughs> ah, just look Anywho. at a tree. Yes, so that was uh, Brothers on a Hotel Bed. Oh, I should look up the uh, author because I did nothing about them at the beginning. Oh, it's like Brothers on a Hotel Bed. Ah, it, is it was from, really well written. It was very well written. I really enjoyed reading it uh, all the times that I read it. Uh, I wish I could have read the whole thing, but again, we are right at the bit of the time where we should be uh, wrapping up, and yeah. I skipped a yeah. good yeah. third of it at the least. Um, yes, it's called. It's by Lyrics and Hearts, uh, an archive of our own. And if I pop over to their page, I'm very curious because I didn't beforehand look. Oh, this was made in 2012. Dang. So yeah, this is an older one. So this is. I want to say that's when, like, John and Hank, as, like, yeah, a pair, were yeah. definitely the biggest. John was definitely a writer. Hank probably hadn't done a ton at that point. I was really regularly watching them in that era. <laughs> the fandoms are Big Time Rush, <laughs> Home, Homestuck, One Direction, oh, no. Fight Club, and The Avengers. Which, honestly, is very similar to our current, yeah, like... Yeah, <laughs> no, wow. I was, <laughs> like, I, mill. I feel seen. Whoa, Nick and Jay Gatsby? Wait, what is this? Reason- that, wow, they've written a lot of things. Damn. But that was 2013. Huh. This was like What a weird combination of stuff. This is the type of writing that always intimidates me in my writing, in that I like listen to, I like hear it, and I'm like, wow, words do not flow from my brain that way. Once upon a time. As one can hear from this podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really curious if their other things are as well done as that. Yeah. Because that seemed like someone who really likes Hank and John Green and had just watched. Oh, I think they said that they had read The Fault in Our Stars and Fight Club in the same, like, month. Weekend, yeah. Or watched them or something. That, yes. Yeah, that draws some parallels. Good times. Yes, I understand it. And I quite enjoyed it. So look up Lyrics and Hearts, uh, other works on Archive of Our Own. Let us know what you think. Send us the best one. Send us your favorite one. It looks like the rest of them are rather short, so, like, I could probably dip into one or another if I had time, but I probably won't. Claire, I need to give you an assignment. And I haven't thought of this at all in advance because I had a concussion scare this weekend. I mean, yeah. Hmm. I want to say I had something in mind, but I, ah, the problem is I don't want to do anything that's too similar to something we've done recently. I want to try and, like, get out of the box. Hmm. Uh, Ooh! I want to find some spooky things. So how about... What's this nice... What's a spooky fandom? Hmm. Like, supernatural, mm. ghost hunters. <laughs> they're not... They're not... <laughs> no, they're not ghost hunters. <laughs> I'm thinking, like... Oh. 
oh, I had a thing and then I missed it. it. No. No, not I don't want to um, read. I it. don't want to give you American Horror Story because that's going to be really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Though that is the spookiest thing. How about... <laughs> oh, no. I want you to find me a paranormal activity. The movie paranormal activity fan fiction. <laughs> Not just any paranormal activity paranormal. in the world. The, the movie, movie Paranormal Activity. The movie, oh my god. Because I loved that movie. And I like loved all of its sequels, even though most of them were bad. That's okay. I'm so intrigued because, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what a fic of that would even be. Right. The sheet <sighs> rustled. Right. Because <laughs> it could, it could, I could see it being an AU of a different universe where like someone's being haunted in the style of paranormal activity and like has to um, like set up a camera and like security footage. So I think that combination is going to be difficult and also really fun. Okay. I'm intrigued. It can be a crossover. It can be original characters. It can be the same characters with, um, like, a sequel. There's, there's a very wide range of, like, people that are... I think every single one is a different family. Yeah. So you have quite a few choices. Excellent. I'm intrigued. If you really... If you can't find anything, I'll give you a different spooky movie to, like, go off of. But yeah. I can't think of any a good spooky show that was okay. not Supernatural or American Horror Story. I guess we'll find out next week what I bring you. Whether, whether or not I needed to call you and be like... We've had I can't a change. Find <laughs> Alright, I'm excited. It's probably gonna be weird. I'm like, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what Because I gave is. you aliens last week and now I'm just giving you ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, what the... Or spooky shit. Sex with ghosts. You don't have to have sex with the ghosts. The problem is, that's like all I find. The problem is, that that's like, like the story. It's because you're on Archive of Our Own and everyone has sex. You need to go on fanfiction.net where every, uh, there's no rules. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're right. Archive of Our Own is like very it's a very geared. sexual place. It's a very, yeah. And so it's like everything I read, I'm like, is, and I think the other problem is it's like I'm probably most geared and interested in that. And so it's like I start reading it and I'm like, there's no kissing here. And yes. then I shut it. <laughs> There it is. No kissing. Goodbye. Ghosts. Kissing. Ghost kissing. Ghost, you can... That'd be cute. Ghost. You can find a paranormal activity where, like, they are having a little flirt romance. That could be adorable. You get ghosted, but in a different way. Ha ha! Ghosted. I'm into it. All right. Well, I think that takes us to the end. (laughs) Remember to rate uh rate our podcast five stars and subscribe so you can hear more of these wonderful podcasts and if you're already listening and you have a friend in the fandom that we're that you're currently listening to let's just tell them about it yeah <laughs> tell, be like hey you really need to listen to this your, paranormal tell your activities. weird friend about the weird things that we're doing because otherwise no one's gonna listen to us share the weird <laughs> we're so niche and weird <laughs> share the weird share around the weird. Yes, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Fine Pairings Podcast. Uh, we tend to post pictures of the drinks and fan art sometimes. So if you have any fan art that you would like us to use or pairings that are similar to things we've done in the past, we would love to help you get that out there. I have a hard time finding fan art sometimes and getting people to answer me when I ask to use it. So I just sometimes use it anyway. Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you have things to send us or fix that you've written or other things that we've asked for in the past or suggestions, etc. Or a delicious cocktail. Or just tell us things that we've said wrong. I've told people many times to email us when we say things wrong. I don't want to hear it. Just send it to Grace. I'll read it. <laughs> Find pairings podcast at gmail.com. I think that's everything. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And I hope you have a spoopy day. If it's <laughs> not October, don't have a spoopy day anymore. I don't know what day it is. Bye. Spoopy. Spoopy. <laughs>